This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Woods Couture, information technology expert at Newport Steel in Jackson and Flowood, an IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Printers can be a major source of frustration at home and at the office. So today we will discuss several paperless options, along with ways to make those times when you simply need it printed much less frustrating. We want to hear from you, so give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can email the show at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg, and Wilts Couture, information technology expert at New Core Steel in Jackson and Flowood. All right, now, printers, let's face it, printers can be a major source of frustration at home and at the office, and we know that firsthand, don't we, Java? <laughs> we have uh, had major comp- uh, printer issues around here, but, like, what we can do is call our IT person. If we can't figure it out, which we try, we call our IT person. But we know printers can be a big head- headache, especially if you're running late for an appointment and need to print one page before rushing out the door. Your computer and printer knows that. It can sense that. So today we're going to discuss several paperless options along with ways to make those times when you simply need it printed much less frustrating. Now to join our conversation or to ask any general tech question, call one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Or you can email the show at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Well, good morning, Wilts and Jeremy. Good morning. All right. Well, I am so glad we are all together once again. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, but of course, now it's me on the phone this time. It is kind of odd. You know what? You know what? One week, we're going to get it together. One week. And we're going to all be together. One week in 2018, we'll all be together. <laughs> we're all be hey, to- we're gonna together. We're going to make this happen. If y'all can just come on over here and help fix my truck, we'll be good to go. <laughs> we need, we you need know, to fix it 101 on transmission. We don't even want to talk about fixing it. Uh, we're not. I'm not even going to go into the uh, horrible story that I've had for the last two days. But Ooh, I do. Yeah, it's been rough. <laughs> we had a rough start to 2018, haven't we? We have. We've had pipe issues, body issues, home issues, car issues. I mean, but you know what? Java said something earlier. It's like a test. This is testing us for 2018. So we're going to say that the rest of 2018 is going to be wonderful. Yeah. Y'all agree? Yeah, I'll agree with that. Absolutely. Well, you know, I guess. uh So far, 2018 still been wonderful. We just, uh, you know. Had some challenges. Exactly. Well, you know, I got to start off. How was your weekend? You're talking to Wilson. You're talking to me. Anybody wants to jump in first? <laughs> My weekend was good. Okay. Um, I have been so incredibly busy Very since good. this year started. I've just been taking it easy on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So you know, just... no calls, no emergency calls on the weekends. No, trying not to. No, I do occasionally have to do some weekend work, like when a business is closed mm-hmm. or whatever, do some maintenance on a server or something like that. But for the most part, I've been trying to just relax on the weekends. And that's good. That's that balance, work-life balance that you know, you know we're probably going to do a show about. But uh, you know, you have to maintain that for your sanity and for the livelihood of your marriage and your life. Yes, absolutely. Wilts, what about you? Well, really, my weekends are generally uh, whatever the kids dictate we're going to be doing. This past weekend, we were actually up at Ole Miss up in Oxford. Had a um, my, my son was up there for the Honor Band Clinic, so got to go up there for their concert at the end of that one. So, you know, just uh, just keeping on, keeping on. That's good. And any new tech news, guys? Any new tech news? Well, let's see. Um, I have pretty much officially dropped Alexa for the Google Home. 
Really? Yeah, I just uh, I like the way the Google Home does it better. Plus, it's got the uh, the tie-in with YouTube, which means it has a lot more access to content mm-hmm. than the Alexa does because the Alexa no longer accesses YouTube like it once did. Oh, yeah, yeah, and we've become a. Uh a Google Home family as well. It started with my son, then my daughter, of course, had to have one, and that was my wife's Valentine's present. So now she's um, she's all happy. She's she's a definitely a scheduler, and so having it tied into the Google uh, Calendar app and everything, oh, she has just been having a blast with that. And it's um, it's really cool. I'm getting a lot more calendar invites to keep me in the loop too. So I guess it's working out for me as well. And the thing I like about it is I noticed with Alexa, like if I wanted to make an appointment, I'd say, Alexa, make an appointment. Okay, what do you want me to do? Blah, blah, blah. But with Google, I can say, hey, Google, set me up an appointment with John Johnson tomorrow at 3 o'clock or between 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock tomorrow. And it goes, okay, I got it. And it puts it all in your calendar. So, guys, let me ask you a question because I am the non-tech person, of course, on this show. Wait, what? <laughs> Since when? Wilts, have you heard about this? No, we're, we're, we're teaching you. You're coming along. Yeah. <laughs> so how does this Google Home or Alexa work when you have you have three in your house, Wilts? I do, and you're probably wondering, like, how does it distinguish? Exactly. Voices? You knew my question because you're a tech guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, and it actually does. It was kind of interesting. My uh, my wife set hers up as she was learning it. It's mostly it's set up in the living room, which is in basically earshot to my daughter's room. And whenever she asked it something last night, my daughter's uh, Google Home actually replied that that is not your voice, so I cannot, you know, I cannot give you that information. It actually does recognize it's. That's a good thing. It's learned and it's synced in so it knows my daughter's voice, it knows my son's voice, and the other one knows my wife's voice. So wow. uh, they really do – they learn. I mean, I guess in a way that could, some people would say that's kind of scary. It but is. It's, it's actually kind of cool if you really it, think about it. It kind of implements it without even, like, asking you. I mean, it does say, like, do you want to set up a voice signature or whatever? But I know when I had mine set up, I, I told it to do something, and then I was like, okay, so when you want to set up an appointment for me, just tell the Google Home. And then I got somebody to try it, and it said, sorry, you're not authorized. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize I had a voice print. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then another really cool thing is that – uh with us having the multiple in there, my son's been kind of he's he's kind of the uh, the techie at the house because sometimes by the time I get home, the last thing I want to think is techie. But um, and he's figured out how to set it on up so whenever he wants to play music, he can actually play it across all of them, so we can actually have you know full in-house audio going. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, today, actually, we're talking about printers. It doesn't sound like it, <laughs> but we are actually going to talk about printers. And I understand a lot of people get frustrated about their printer, especially at home. I know uh, last night I was listening to my niece talking to my mom about cartridges and um, ink and uh, all this stuff. So printers, especially home printers, can be a Big, big deal if you don't know, you know, what to buy, what you're looking for, what you need and all that. So let's start from the beginning. Paperless versus paperless. Let's break that down. What is that? Yeah, mean? let's confuse everybody for a minute. <laughs> so um, everybody's going paperless if they can uh, because uh, most documents that you look at are on your computer. But me personally, I'm I'm, I'm still for the paper. I still like to just have, like, I mean, we got our, you know, notes right in front of us here. It's just real easy to flip through them and look at them. Um, but yeah, the idea is, does it, does it have to be printed? And it's like, well, um, can you conveniently look at it on a screen? Can you get all the information you need? Or do you need a piece of paper in front of you? Mm. So Wilts, well, what you about know, you? Actually, Are you? I was talking with, um, with a young lady in our, uh, in our personnel department this morning, we were actually talking about, tax forms and W-2s and all of this. And and she was, you know, looking at the big stack of all the different papers that she has to constantly deal with. And I'm sitting there saying, you know, um, for like, for me, my tax forms, my W-2s, everything else, I turn it, 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 I keep it all digital. Any of the, anything that I receive of that that's in paper, I actually shred because I don't want that sitting around. Um, I, I'm kind of like Jeremy. I still like paper. If I'm reading, I still enjoy reading a good book, uh, Something about being able to touch it and feel it, but at the same time, there's just some things that uh, that just don't need to be printed out, I guess. And then, you know, with paper, you can always write notes on it where, you know, you go trying to write a note on your computer screen, you know, <laughs> maybe not the best idea in the world. Yeah, so. no. Well, I mean, I'm sitting here like, you know, I'm sitting here at the office right now, and I'm actually working on 
on paper right now that I'm going to end up transferring into the digital document. But it's so much, like you said, it's so much easier to take some notes there. So, so I don't honestly think we'll ever go paperless, as in no paper. But mm -hmm. I think that we can look at it from a paper less standpoint and maybe reducing some that we don't necessarily need. True. Definitely. And, you know, a lot of, especially, Will, you and I are in school, uh, even though we, go, I go to school face-to-face -face with my teachers, a lot of our assignments now, of course, they go through Canvas. Jackson State changed, uh, switched to Canvas. Um, so now we just upload, we go to class, we do have our actual book, but the teachers say upload your assignment via Canvas. They don't want to just have a class full of papers and have to grade those papers. They look at our assignments online uh, without printing a lot of work um, and found out that a lot of teachers, even on the college level, don't have paper and they all have to bring their own paper to the school. A lot of uh, Jackson Public School teachers I found out, they don't give them paper. They have to print out their own paper. They bring their own paper. Java's shaking his head right now. He used to be an actual school teacher. They have to bring their own paper to the school if you need some things printed out. Now, Java, if you want to chime in, let me ask you a question. Did you have to bring your own paper when it came to schoolwork? Assignments for your classroom? Java. <laughs> Did you have to print out your, uh, uh, did you have to, did, did they provide paper for school work or is it something extra you would have to bring? It just depends. Um, a lot of the schools, they have paper at um, the front office that is available for you to use, but it's only like a certain allotment and you have to go and get your own paper. Wow. Like a lot of that, um, you have what they call EEF money uh, given to you kind of toward the beginning of the school year to buy certain school supplies for your room and things. And a lot of people really, including my wife, who's still a teacher, she just spends it on paper. Because wow. she's going to have to make those copies for, she's a high school teacher, so a mm -hmm. hundred something, you know. Students. Uh -huh. yep. And, you know, guys, let me ask you a question. It seems like going paperless is the best way, but the students have to have computers to log in and look at the assignment versus just giving it to them um, in print form. So if they don't have the equipment to go online and look at the assignment, they will have, you have to give the students the assignment via um, paper. Am I correct? Well, yeah, you know, this is what's really I, – I, I've actually said this to my wife and to the kids a couple of times. You know, both of them, they're – you know, my daughter's in ninth grade. My son's in 11th grade out at Northwest Rankin. They've been issued the laptops, so they have their laptops, and they are still lugging these humongous backpacks full of paper. Um, you know, they still want the assignments done on paper. They still want certain things. You know, they, they do stuff in Canvas as well, and I'm just – I'm still amazed that that all that big push that said, oh, we're going to do this all digital so that we can actually stop having to have, you know, the kids have lower back problems for hauling all these books around, but yet they're still hauling all these books around. Wow. Um, so, so when we say paperless or paperless, you have a question here. It's a good question. Have you thought about saving on your computer instead? Explain that. How would that help when it comes to printing? Well, what I do a lot of times is if I have, uh, say, like an important email or, you know, recently we, we've all probably been going through different taxes and everything else, I will save those as PDF documents. You can actually, with most of your PDF programs out there, it's absolutely free. You can tell it to save as a PDF, maybe save an email as a PDF. Instead of printing it out and trying to put it over there into a file, why don't you just turn it digital and then put it into a file? That way you can retrieve it and look at it when you need it. Uh, but at the same time, if you don't need it, you know, there's no reason to print it and just throw it away in the paper and put it in the landfill. And so people might be wondering, um, how exactly do we make it a PDF? Well, usually when you go to print a page uh, on your printer drop-down menu, there should be one that says Save as PDF. Um, I know that's built into Chrome, uh, and it should be in other browsers as well. So all you do is you just go like you're going to print a page, and you select Save as PDF, and then you hit Print, and then it will give you the option to give it a file name and where you want to save it and so forth. All right. Well, yeah, we Microsoft Word will even work with that. And a big misconception some people have out there, and we run into this uh, in our office quite a bit, Adobe Acrobat is not the only PDF program out there. PDF is not owned by Adobe. There's, there's multiples that will actually work with it, edit it, and do all these other things. So don't think that you're locked into that as well. I just wanted to kind of throw that out there that, you know, there's some other ones. I mean, me personally, I use a program called Foxit PDF. Mm-hmm. Um, which I find is a lot more efficient, doesn't want to update nearly as often as Adobe does. What does Adobe update every 47 seconds? Yeah. Um, 
And it's also and it's, you do need to buy the full meal deal version, which you do not need for a majority of functions. Uh, and, it's a heck of a lot cheaper. And it's also a really, really bloated program. I know when you go to load it, it has to load all those modules up, and it just takes so much longer. And if you use like something like Foxit, it almost opens immediately after you click on it. Oh yeah, I mean I don't even using the free reader of Adobe for me. It's just yeah, it's just so cumbersome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Foxit has been much better, and it you know, and, and of course you can do do the exact same things and then some. Oh. So. I just don't want our listeners to sit there and think, well, you know, I've got to use this particular program for it. And there's a lot of options out there, and we're going to always give you, we're going to always give you some better options. All right. When we get back from break, we'll continue our discussion on printers. Now we want to hear from you. If you have any printer questions or any general tech questions, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB Ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Our experts are standing by ready to help. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech. And today we're discussing printers, paperless options, and ways to make your printing process less frustrating. I'm here today with our computer experts, Wills Contrer and Jeremy Thompson. Now to join our conversation, you can give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464, or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, before the break, we were talking about paperless or paperless. Now, we have some calls on our phone line, so we're going to go to the phones this morning and speak with Rowena in Past Christiane. Good morning, Rowena. That's 1877672 All right, Rowena, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, cut your radio down just a little bit. All right. Thanks for listening to the show. You have a question this morning. Yeah. Or a comment. Uh, you were talking about going paperless or paperless. And uh, I'm one of these people that likes to have the paper only because I don't want everything I own or do or anything else out on the web anywhere even if it's supposed to be a secure account. I just don't trust it because of the fact that look at all the big companies, Visa and everybody else who've been hacked. And I just, I'm, I just, I'm afraid to have anything out there on, that somebody could get into. And I just uh, wondered how you overcome that if you don't have, if you can't get paper. Well, uh, your fears are not unfounded. Uh, people are definitely being hacked, but unfortunately, um, it's just part of running things uh, with technology. I mean, it's there's always going to be a, a way to break into it. Um, uh, you know, we really can't let the fear of that keep us from doing whatever it is that we want to do online. Uh, in addition to that, you can always look at encrypting important documents. That's uh, securing them with a password. And if you don't have that password, then if somebody tries to look at the file, it just like, looks like a bunch of scrambled data. Um, so depending on what it is that you're trying to do, you may want to look into encrypting your data. Well, thank you for calling, Rowena. That was a good question. Yeah, and one other thing to, to think as well is at, at the same time, papers get stolen as well. Um, you know, we hear about that a lot. Identity thieves love to get bills and everything else out of your mailbox. So it really is a double-edged sword. It's like, um, you know, how can you secure it? And that's something to definitely consider. I mean, it's not just a one one answer fits all. 
Yeah, and you know, again, paper's got its downsides too. Uh, it's it's very easy to to lose, or you know, it could get burnt in a, a house fire or whatever. And if you've got offsite backups, then you know, maybe you might lose your computer or whatever, but you've still got all your data backed up offsite. So they they both have their pros and their cons. Uh, but security definitely being one higher on paper if you can keep that paper away from people who don't need to see it. All right. Well, thank you for calling in, Rowena. I hope that ha- answered your question, and maybe you can get those documents encrypted. That's something I didn't know, and, Jeremy, you may- I learned something new today. Yes, ma'am. All right. All right, next we're going to go to Clinton, Mississippi, and speak with Alec. Good morning, Alec. Right. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Thanks for calling. Okay, thank you. Uh, stupid question, I guess, but my printer or Canon works just fine, except when I try to print a JPEG or something I've downloaded in one of those formats that you can't change it, then my printer wants to print it in this pale pink. It won't print it in black. Uh, do you have a suggestion? So you're saying that when you're not printing a JPEG, your printer prints perfectly fine. and It could be a photo or whatever. As long as it's a bitmap or not a JPEG, it will print like it's supposed to. Yes. That is very strange. Um I almost feel like that's got to be a printer driver issue. Um, have you got everything uh, fully up to date with your printer, all all the current firmware and everything? Well, I guess I could try to reinstall it. Yeah, I would look at uh, possibly running the uh, look at look at running an update on the printer itself. Uh, that would be a firmware update, uh, and you might. Uh, you said you have a Canon. Uh, let's see what's their yes. support page. Uh, go to uh, you could Google Canon support. And you can go to their website and put in your printer model and make sure you get the latest, not only the latest drivers, but also the latest firmware. Because okay. the firmware is going to update what's on the printer itself, whereas the drivers only tell your computer what's changed. So okay. it may need both. Sounds great. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, thank you, Alex, for calling in. And uh, thanks for listening to the show. Well, guess what? Let's talk about printers. Since we're talking about printers, how do you choose the best printer? How do you know which one to buy? How do you know what's the best printer? Is it price or is it uh, what can it do? What do you look for? So uh, when you look at your printers, uh, you got to determine what it is that you want it to do, of course. Uh, So one of the big arguments is, do we go for a color printer or do we go for black and white? Well, I'll go ahead and let you know if you don't already know, color is going to cost you a lot more than black and white is. But depending on what kind of black and white printer, that can end up costing you a lot too because you've got your laser printer, um, which uh, uses a toner cartridge, and then you've got your inkjet printers, which use an ink cartridge. Let me ask you a question mm-hmm. right there. Which one is better, laser or ink? Well, they both kind of have their ups and their downs. Again, it's like paper versus digital. Um, so your laser printer is going to be much faster. Um, but it's not really for quality, so it's really for like black and white prints like these that we get every week. Um, that you would want to print that on a laser printer because there's no details that are needed or anything like that. Now, it's not to say that laser printers can't handle details, but it's just not a very quality print. It's it's just you know basic. Yeah, just get the print on the paper so people can read it and it's done. Um, if you want more details, then you need to go for something like an inkjet because an inkjet is going to be what does photos and Graphics. so forth. Yeah, right. Okay. Right, and then once you start getting into the lasers that can get those those details down, now you you start going from three digits in front of the uh, the the period on the dollars you know to four. Yeah, now you start getting much more expensive. Major to get those cost increases. Lasers. Major. Um, yeah. But uh, personally, at my shop, um, I, I was using an inkjet printer for a long time, and then I finally ponied up the dough for a laser printer. It was only like I think it was like 120 bucks, mm-hmm. and the uh, the toner cartridges cost me like 25 dollars, and I get like 2,000 pages out of that versus like maybe 500 that I was getting with my inkjet. So for me, it was like a no-brainer. It was like, okay, laser all the way. And um, I've been very happy with my laser printer. And when you look at your printers, you've got different features that can be added onto it. You've got your MFP printers. That's your multifunction printers. Uh, they can have fax machines added to them. They could have scanners. They could have um, – they call them ADFs, automatic document feeders. That's the little tray that you put it in at the top there where it actually pulls the paper through by itself. Because mm-hmm. if you've ever had to scan a big stack of paper on one of those flatbed scanners, <laughs> you know how awesome that document feeder is because it just pulls it when it needs it. You know, The multifunctional um, printer mm-hmm. – is my friend. I noticed especially oh, yeah. working in the professional setting and different especially different offices. Yeah. 
when you have limited space, number one, but mm-hmm. you need, I need a fax, printer, scanner, all in one. Yes. It works much better. Yes. And it's, you know, it, it, you talk about it not taking up very much space. And also, most of those things work pretty reliably now. Uh, one thing that I do go out and service a lot is those document feeders. Over time, those little uh, rollers will begin to slip, and they won't pull the paper or they'll pull too much paper. So that does require a little bit of maintenance, but that's usually on your bigger copiers mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to go back to our phone lines and speak with Alan from Brandon. Good morning, Alan. Hey, Michelle, Jeremy, and Wilt, how you doing? Doing hey, great. Good, good. Uh, yeah, a, a, a couple of comments. One, uh, just to address what Rowena was saying, I mean, just because you are maybe saving a document in digital format to your computer that doesn't necessarily mean you're putting it out on the web. So, I mean, it is possible to save it to your local computer. That's true. I mean, I mean, granted, your computer can get hacked and stuff, but I mean, we we, we just got to fight the tendency for everybody to think that, that that we're all totally exposed. I mean, I, you know, I know there are risks and stuff, but I mean, there are precautions you can take, and if you use good sense when you're using your computers, and you don't have to think that everything you're putting on your computer is going to be available to the masses. So I, I, I'm just not sure I believe that, but hey, uh, I mean, you, you got to find what works for you, but. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention that. Another thing I wanted to mention: there, there's an excellent uh, printer driver that'll let you, you know, you know. Usually, when you go to print a document, you pick what printer you want to send it to. And there's there's one called Bullzip, B-U-L-L-Z-I-P. That if you select that, it'll it'll save it as a digital uh, uh, file on your on your computer as opposed to actually printing it on a hard copy. And, and and that's nice. I mean, I mean, I, I'm printing paper. I hadn't been able to reprint for years, so. Uh, I've always wanted to create digital documents that, that my computer can read to me, and you, you just got to be, you got to make sure you do it right because you want you want to make sure it grabs the text and saves it and doesn't save it as an image, but saves it as, with readable text and stuff. So there, there there are a lot of things you can do to avoid this uh, the, the mass of paper and stuff, and that that bullzip works works pretty well. Well, thank you, Alan, for that um, advice. And like you said, the thing about it is most people don't know what's out there. Like you just said, bullzip, I've never heard of that. We're not ignorant to the, like a bad thing, but we just don't know what's out there. So this show helps people to learn what the, the, their options are. Thank you so much, yep. Alan, for that uh, sure. call. And thanks for listening to the show. And that bullzip okay, works you. kind of the okay. same way that the uh, the other PDF printers that we had talked about. You go in there like you're going to print. A page, and then you just save it to PDF rather than right. uh, print the page. Right. And sometimes that's convenient because I don't know about you. Have you ever run out of paper before? <laughs> I know I've been like, "Huh, I got no paper." Right. Well, I'll just save this to PDF and print it when I do. Right. It's really convenient. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like um, Alan said, a lot of people are fearful of things, but we're fearful because we don't know what our right. options are. So. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's it's good to be cautious about mm-hmm. these things. It's good to know that there is the potential risk. If you do put it on your computer, it is possible that somebody could get a hold of it. Is it likely? Well, that depends on how you behave on your computer. Are you updating regularly? Are you keeping your virus protection up to date and so forth? If your compute, if you open a bad file on your computer and it starts going through your files, is that the program's fault or was that your fault? Wow. You know. Well, it's time for another quick break, but when we get back, we'll continue our discussion on printers. Now, what are your thoughts? We want to hear from you. Phone lines are open, so give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464 or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org you're listening to everyday tech only on mpb think radio a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. For moments in black history, we highlight Mamie Teal, the mother of Emmett Teal, who was murdered in Mississippi on August 28, 1955, at the age of 14. 
for being accused of inappropriate behavior with the white woman. With courage and strength, Mamie Till insisted that her son have an open casket funeral. The pictures of Emmett Till's badly beaten body helped spark the civil rights movement throughout the country. We salute Mamie Till for her courage. This has been MPB's Moments in Black History. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with our technology experts, Wilts Couture, IT expert at Newcore Steel, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Now, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about printers. Now, to be a part of this conversation or to ask any general tech question, you can give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Well, we have some some calls on our phone lines this morning. Uh, we're going to go back to Meridian and speak with Will. Good morning, Will. So I'm a college student, and uh, I have been since 2014. I graduate soon. Uh, whenever I went to college, I was, you know, hunting, you know, searching for what would be the best printer. And I studied political science and special education. I knew I'd be doing lots of printing, and, you know, whatever. And I and I settled on the Samsung SL Monochrome. Very, it's like like a little bigger than a loaf of bread. And I haven't had to change the toner at one time. And is should you ever have to change the ink toner thing before it, it empties, or do you just wait till it runs out? Yeah, you just wait till it runs out. Uh, oh, that sweet. is awesome. I've had it for four years and I've never changed it. Wow, that is. Can we get the model number of that thing? <laughs> that might be a monumental printer. Yeah, it really, and it's under seventy dollars. If you look up the, wow. the Samsung SL Monochrome on Amazon, it's like one of the first things that pops up. Oh, wow, cool, man! Appreciate well, the tip. You. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, Will, for um, giving us that tip. Somebody may want to go out and purchase that or look into it. And uh, he hasn't changed the what toner he said in, in four, in four years? years. Okay. That thing paid for itself. It did. Just in the paper it printed. (laughs) All right, we're going to move over to Brandon, Mississippi, and speak with Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. This is right in my wheelhouse. I actually work for a document management system software company. And a couple things to keep in mind, and this is more for B2B business people than individuals, is it's great that you're going to turn your documents into electronic documents But the biggest problem, especially when you start talking about tens of thousands of documents, is the ability to index them so that you can pull them up at a moment's notice. That's so critical. People tell me all the time, well, yeah, I I have a document management system that's called Windows Folders. (laughs) And the problem with Windows Folders is that it doesn't get down granular where you can actually put in multiple types of index field. Mm-hmm. So say you have a guy named John Smith and his account number is this and you know his phone number is this. You can put all that in and you can just say show me everything that John Smith has in this file. And it'll pull all that information back or you can drill down you know, by account number, invoice number that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not just being able to turn paper into electronic documents. I've, I've had people do that and say, this is a bunch of bunk. I, I can't find a way to, to search for this stuff and get it back in front of me in a timely manner. What document management systems allow you to do is to index and then be able to pull those documents back at a moment's notice. Absolutely. So that's just something to keep in mind if you're looking at a document management system. Yeah, you definitely always want to know where your files are going, what they're called, and how to keep them organized. <laughs> and one other th- quick thing is security. Uh, you know, the guy called in talking about uh, things getting taken off the uh, off the web. And mm-hmm. stuff. Most document management systems will have a two-step authentication, uh, so it's very difficult for someone to get into a document management system, and you can segregate the document management system so that certain individuals, say you have an AR department and an HR department, they won't see each other's files. So nice. it's just, you know, people need to, to get over the fact that they could be hacked. Uh, 
with a lot of programs now, they're going to two-step authentication. And it's really difficult for someone to hack into that. But again, not impossible. So, you know, we always we always want to look at both sides of things. And being in tech, we, you know, we, we see the back end of things. And we know that sometimes it's not as secure as we'd like for it to be. So we always have to keep that 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 perspective open. But yeah, you're right. I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think that we should live our lives in fear of having our documents stolen or our identities ripped from us or anything like that. But it's definitely always a good idea to be operating with security in mind, even if we're operating on mostly secure platforms. But even, you know, platforms with two-step authentication like Dropbox and Google and Yahoo and all those, they've all been hacked. So if somebody can get into the back end, it doesn't matter so much about access in the front end. Well, thank you, Jerry, for calling in. Good information this morning. Good information, especially for those like me who don't know <laughs> what type of printer to buy or uh, what do you need. Like you said, I like how you talked about assessing what you need, what you want first. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about fixing common printer problems. Oh, Printers... do we have to? Come on. <laughs> well, you know, let me tell you a quick story. <laughs> um, about two weeks ago around here, mm-hmm. uh, we had a paper jam. Mm-hmm. And you say paper jam very lightly, like it's not a big deal. Yeah, you but, know. But, you know, paper jams can actually cause a lot of havoc. Oh, yeah. Lots of havoc. Like, we had to call the IT guy, and he had to come up and flip it over. Java tried, I tried. I mean, it was a big deal, and it was just a paper jam. You mm-hmm. say just, but it was big. Okay, so when it comes to your paper jam, the first thing that most people do is they panic, and they're like, oh, paper jam, I got to get it out. Do not try to rip the paper out. Now you tell us. All right, so you got to take a deep breath, you know, little little woo-saw there before you reach in and pull <laughs> that paper out. And when you do it, you want to make sure that you've got a nice grip on it, and it's not going to just tear and get stuck even further in the printer. It always does. Though. Well, but see, that's because you're just you. You don't understand the paper. Oh. So you've got to be the paper. You've got to you've got to channel the paper. Be one with the paper. That's right. Okay. So when you reach in there, you just you want to tug real gentle. You want to keep a nice firm grip on it. But if you if you feel any any looseness, Resistance. it's it's gonna it's it's gonna rip. It's okay. gonna rip. Also, if you can pull the toner cartridge out, if it's a laser printer, go ahead and pull that out. Um, on your laser printers, you typically have doors on most sides of it, so there are multiple angles to pull a paper jam out. Uh, one thing that a lot of people will try to do is if they'll get a hold of a part of the paper, they'll try to like kind of pull it over itself. That won't work physically with the printer. It, you've got wherever the paper is going, that's the way it's got to go. If you try oh. to force it out another way, it's going to rip. So. Deep breath, real gentle. Did we lose Wiltz? Wiltz? No, I'm still here. Okay, all right. Listening, I'm learning. Wiltz, do you, uh, do you have any advice for being the being one with the paper? Uh, I think Wu Saw was the, yeah. uh, the best statement that I've heard. You know, I, I've always uh, told, especially like with a lot of my students, we're actually discussing printers here recently, and I think a lot of times, especially in an office setting, why a lot of printers run into a lot of problems because there's so many hands that go into it. Mm-hmm. I've taken help desk calls before, and as I'm listening, I'm hearing someone kicking the printer in the back. <laughs> um, you know, going whole full office space on it. But, but the reality is, I mean, there's a lot of hands that go into it, a lot of moving parts, and sometimes just stepping back for a second, taking a deep breath, um, and going through the process. You know, especially some of these newer ones, they're not too hard to clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Wusa is <laughs> the best advice we could really give when it comes to uh, a lot of that. So uh, a couple of other tips: um, always use clean paper. If you've got paper with debris on it, don't use it. Just take that top sheet off and throw it away. Mm-hmm. If it looks like it's crumpled, mm-hmm. rumpled, wrinkled, whatever, mm-hmm. don't put it in the printer. You're just asking for trouble. And speaking well, of and, and humidity paper, humidity is a problem too. Have you oh ever yeah, picked up a stack of paper and you can almost feel there's just a lot of humidity in the air. Mm-hmm. Now if it's kind of sticking to your fingers. It's going to stick inside the printer. So that's something to kind of think about is the environment that it's in as well. Yeah. So when you talk about paper, when you go to the um, you know the big box stores and look for paper, there's so many different styles and types of paper. Mm-hmm. Is there a certain type of paper that goes with a certain printer? Yes, and I was not prepared for this question. I, I just so, thought about that. Um, I'm like, wait a minute. So you've got different like weights of paper. And uh, different different types that will – some of them will absorb the print better than others. Some will be for inkjet printers. Some will be for laser. Uh, for most 
people's everyday printing applications, you just want regular old copy paper unless you want to overpay for it. Okay. Say copy. It says yeah. copy paper on yeah. the front. Yeah, copy paper. Because I noticed uh, certain places you go, different offices you go, the paper's thicker. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, this is a good quality yes. paper. Or, But see, some paper does not go, it doesn't go in that printer. Right. And it will get stuck. And it's possible that some printers even use a certain type of paper. So it's kind of like putting, you know, super gasoline in right. your, yeah, yeah right. kind of the same thing. Okay, mm-hmm. so to know what type of paper your copy or, or printer read takes, read your the owner's manual, <laughs> which nobody does. Well, I read thought that. I could just stick paper in it. It's a printer. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of printers, uh, sometimes it's not the a jam; it's the connection. Correct. Unfortunately, yes, uh, that'll happen a lot. Um, usually, uh, what happens when I get called in to do it is, say, uh, your internet provider comes and puts a new modem in your house. Well, if your printer was wireless, it just lost what it was connected to. So you have to reconnect it to the new modem in order to be able to print again. Uh, that's that's typically the way it goes. Um, if you're having connectivity issues, you want to try to just reattach it to your network. Um, try to reboot all your networking devices as well as turn off your printer and turn it back on. If you're still having issues connecting it after that, um, you might want to look at wiring it in and see if it will communicate that way. Otherwise, it may just be a bad printer which I've dealt with that quite a lot too. Well, and I think kind of go back to uh, something you said a little bit earlier on the advice to one of our callers, Jeremy, and that is look at the installation. Look at uh, maybe you need a new driver on there. Maybe you need to go to the manufacturer and get their latest software because it could just have a problem. Yep, and um, even on uh, Macs, I've noticed that sometimes print drivers just don't really work all the way with Mac, even though it'll say, you know, this printer is compatible with Mac. Uh, sometimes you just there's just certain things that just don't work with Mac still. I don't. I mean, I hate that that's the truth, but that's the truth. Like I recently upgraded, upgraded a client, and the printer said fully compatible with El Capitan, and I set them up with that, and we installed the printer, and they're still having print issues. It'll sometimes it doesn't happen all the time. It'll just print one page, and then nothing else will come out, wow. and it's just an incompatibility with the printer and the operating system. Oh, goodness, we're going to take our final break for the day. But when we return, we'll continue our conversation on printers. Now, if you have any questions or comments, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 We'll be right back after the break. for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. It is only a paper moon sailing over a cardboard sea. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with technology experts Wilt Couture and Jeremy Thompson. Now, if you missed any of our program, you can listen to the entire show at mpbonline.org slash everydaytech. It's also available on the MPB Media app. Well, today we've been discussing printers, everything from paperless options to choosing the right printer. Now, we still have open phone lines, so there's still time for you to get your questions answered. Give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can email the show to MPB Everyday Tech at mpbonline.org. Now, let's talk about some uh, common printer questions and actually um, we have like three calls on the line right now and Java gave us a new tech printer option. There's new tech and well we know technology is expanding every day so we knew it was going to be some new stuff out there. The crazier part about this is this thing is not new. I'm just 
Out of the loop. Wow. Java, you need to get in here, man. You got to be the doctor now. I can't do it anymore. So, Jeremy, out of the loop. I never thought uh, I would use those two words Technology together. moves so fast, it's it's hard to stay in the loop, to be honest with you. Wow. It's also really expensive to stay in the loop, too. Well, you want to talk about that first, or yeah. let's take a caller. Which one you want to do? Well, let's we found the mini mobotic, mobotic, mini mobile robotic printer on Kickstarter, and it looks like a, it almost looks like a little paperclip holder you know, that you would put on your desk, a little okay. plastic. Yeah, and then you put it on the page, and then you send the print job to it, and little robot rolls along your page and prints it out for you. How it's long has neat. that been out? That has been out since 2014. Wow. Yeah. I wonder, does it work just as good as it sounds like it does? You, you know, know, when it comes to these Kickstarter things, you really do have to be careful. I've I've kickstarted a few projects, and they're they're... You know, they're custom built projects. Wow. They they do have issues and like you know, everything they don't always, else. Yeah, exactly. 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 Well, we're going to move to Port Gibson, Mississippi and speak with Linda. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. Oh, you're welcome. I was wondering what is the best printer you can use for printing photos and digital type art? Hmm. Well, now I use, a, I have a little small for printing out photos. We do quite a bit of, uh, pictures of different events up here at the office and I actually picked up a little a little small Canon specifically a photo printer that will do a little four by six printouts. People tend to, you know, at our Christmas party, our pictures with, you know, the kids with Santa, we'd print those out and give those to teammates. Um so if you're wanting something specifically for photos, I would definitely look at a photo printer option. They usually are a little bit more detailed for those kind of images. Okay. And even some of your ink jets can come with those little, uh, they'll have like a little tray that you can actually put the four by sixes in. So make sure it's got one of those trays if you want some decent pictures out of it. All right, Linda. Hope that helped you uh, purchase a good printer for your photos. I know a lot of people are saving a lot of money um, doing it themselves at home versus going to the uh, stores and letting them print out your photos. Depends on your printer and where you're getting your ink from. Okay. (laughs) Next, we're going to go to Dennis, who is on the road. Dennis, good morning. Hi. Hi. You have a question this morning. Yes, I do. I was wondering if you could tell me, oh, by the way, I, I really appreciate this program and um, being uh, just a traveler through Mississippi, I'm, I'm really impressed with the program. Um, I was wondering if you could tell me how to maximize the use of ink in ink cartridges. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so when you uh, when you go into your printer properties, you can change the quality settings, and you can uh, you can change it to draft print, and that will significantly reduce the amount of ink that is used on each of your pages. If details are not super important and you're, it's mostly just text or something like that, uh, the draft print should be more than sufficient. Right. Okay. All right, Dennis, thank you so much for your question. And thanks for listening. We appreciate that comment. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, you know, we know that uh, we do help a lot of people, especially who have comments and questions about technology, and everybody does. All right, we're going to move to Tunica, Mississippi, and speak with Mac. Good morning, uh, Mac. Good morning, Mac. How you doing? Colin. Colin from Mobile. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, um... I'm an IT manager, and I just want to make a quick follow-up comment on the paper jam issue from earlier mm-hmm. and also mention something about uh, printing port issues with Macs with the uh, later OSs. Um, on your laser printers, most of your laser printers, inside you're going to have jam indicators. They're either going to be like a neon green or a blue or a pink, and these are generally labeled little plastic tabs or panels or patches that you can lift or to a certain degree unlock the paper path to remove that paper jam without getting the dreaded tear. Okay. So, And that's on pretty much all your enterprise laser printers and copiers, and some of your later inkjets have it too. Yeah, and definitely. The, the, uh, the picture I had in my head of the printer was the laser printer they have up here, which is like one of the boxier ones that doesn't have so many doors and things on it. But, yeah, you're definitely right about that. So what were you saying about OS X? Um, yeah, which, um, a lot of the newer uh, driver install packages, like the easy installer packages, what they'll do, and they do this on PCs as well, is they'll create um, web services printer ports. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're dealing with wireless printing or you know network printing in general over Ethernet, I find it's best to go in and create yourself a TCP IP printer port, just a basic TCP IP printer port to uh, static IP address for your printer. 
and you have a lot less failures that way. And I've also seen that work uh, really well in an enterprise environment, especially when you get one page, whether it's an invoice, packing list, whatever, mm-hmm. it prints that first page and then quits. And uh, TCP IP printer port can fix that a lot over those uh, standard web services ports that get automatically created during installation. Sadly, I had tried that workaround. I think it's just this particular Mac running El Capitan and this particular printer. But, yeah, that's that's definitely a good workaround. Unfortunately, a little over the heads of most of our listeners. Um, so he's talking about uh, setting up an IP address on your printer and actually pointing uh, the, uh, the service to that printer directly and not using the drivers uh, through the Mac. All right. Well, you know, that's shop talk right there. We yes. love to hear. I love when our other experts call in and you guys you guys get to talking about um, things that we necessarily wouldn't do. But that's why we have you guys to call in and come fix our issues. Absolutely. <laughs> we love you. Well, you know what? Uh, we talked about a lot of things about printers, how to buy a printer, what type of printer to buy, what to do to do if you have a printer uh, jam. Don't kick it, like Wilt said. Do not spaz out. Woosah, like we said, and try to figure nice out. Nice deep breath. <laughs> Nice deep breath. (laughs) Figure out what the problem is. So any last uh, words on printers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Your your big copiers, your enterprise machines, they're going to have an indicator screen that tells you, hey, you need to open this door and pull it out like our last caller was telling us. Also, when when you close that door, you might need to give it a good – I get slammed. Don't don't kick it, but you know, just just make sure it shuts pretty good. Because I've had to deal with those, and sometimes you gotta you gotta pop them a little okay. bit to get them to realize they're shut. Sounds like your kids, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Got to gotta give a little swift kick just to get them to act right sometimes. Well, I guess if that's how you do your. Oh, look at that! That's another show. Now, that's coming up on Southern Remedy next. To hit or not to hit? No, but um, uh, Wilt, any more questions about your uh, printers? Not kids. Well, you know, I'll just go back to the whole paperless thing. One thing I wanted to point out to a lot of listeners, and especially with a lot of your billings. Uh, say with your phone companies, your utility companies and everything, some of those folks will give you discounts if you'll switch to paperless billing, meaning they can just email it to you instead of having to mail it out. Uh, that can account, you know, that can make up for uh, a few bucks every year. So something for everybody to maybe look into for making that paperless switch, at least in those areas. That's good. Well, we want to thank everyone for joining us today on Everyday Tech. If you missed part of the show or want to hear past episodes, you can listen on our website at mpbonline.org or subscribe to our podcast. For Wilts Couture and Jeremy Thompson, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy with Dr. Rick DeShazo and join us next week at 10 for more Everyday Tech only on MPB Think Radio.